0: I don't feel rejection. It's
1: just, I nice. feel that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, one sec. It's okay. Perfect. That was just for, to sync everything for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. So we're going to kind of get this started, go into it just because I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you're super, super, super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want me to introduce yourself or did you, or sorry, did you want me to introduce you or did you want to introduce yourself?
0: Maybe you introduce me. Okay. For the first time? Yeah, <laughs> I can do
1: that. Um, it's first and last name is Allie Hope.
0: Alicia Hope.
1: Alicia Hope. Yeah, okay. or
0: I guess like if you want to go like my true true last name, Alicia McNair.
1: Alicia McNair? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um I can do that. Do you, which one would you prefer? Alicia McNair?
0: Yeah, might as well. I mean it's already it's already on the it's already on tabloids. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I might as well just keep it the okay. same. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Okay,
1: sweet. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to one of the very, very first Uncommon Mindset Podcasts. Today, we have us, uh, we have with us, sorry, Alicia McNear, and she is one of the most influential people that's been popping off in the last seven days. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Uh, she's been in interviews, she's going on our podcast, which is a huge thing, but more so in the UK, she's absolutely popping off right now. Um, for what, you may ask? Well, for her incredible mindset, but mostly her weight loss and what she's done over the last few years um, to really achieve what she has achieved. She's lost over 180 pounds. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, 185. I'm almost at 190 now.
1: Insane. It just keeps going up, eh? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Sweet.
1: Um, So what did you, let's just jump right into it, Alicia. Uh, What did you start with? Like, what was your starting weight and what was, um, like, what's your goal weight uh, currently?
0: Yeah, for sure. So my starting weight was 373. My highest I actually tapped out at was 379. I always stick with 373 though, because it's just that one day where your weight was a little bit heavier than all the rest. And so it would just maintain at 373. My goal weight was ideally 140, 150, but right now I weigh 205 pounds with 70 pounds of muscle. And there's no way in heck, I mean, there's a possibility I'll get down to 140, but if I want to lose muscle, that'll be the case. Cause I know right now, I probably have around 20 pounds of extra skin. By the time that's taken off, I'm probably going to be sitting around 170, 160 looking pretty nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy.
1: That's a huge difference. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of dive in. And like, I want I wanna you to talk a little bit about what it was like uh, being that weight, being your original weight. Um, could you tell us a little bit about uh, your childhood and like growing up that way? Um, did you, were you always this heavy? Uh, did it kind of like build up? Was there certain moments that kind of made you uh, really overeat or get into it? Um, anything like that would be super... Super interesting. Yeah,
0: for Actually, sure. Actually, sorry,
1: just one second before you answer that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know I kept pulling them up. Okay, like cool. um,
1: All right. So, yeah, let's dive into it. I just want to hear a little bit about your childhood.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, my childhood, to be honest, is was anything but normal. I thought my entire life that I grew up in a very normal childhood, and I grew up in the complete opposite. So, one, I grew up with a single mom my entire life. I... Didn't have a dad. I met him for the first time when I was 14 years old. He came on my doorstep.
1: Whoa. I was like, whoa, hi. Damn.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So nine years old, my mom had me in daycare and stuff. She never went after my dad for child support. She's just not that person. She found out she was pregnant with me. My dad worked up north at the time. They had just recently started dating. And so she found out she was pregnant with me. So she decided, you know, he's not coming home, I'm going to assume. Couldn't afford the place. So she moved on her own and dedicated herself. She was literally working when she gave birth to me. She uh, got pregnant. I mean, she... Her water broke and she was at work and she drove herself to the hospital and that night I came out.
1: Wow, that's insane.
0: (laughs) A couple years later, my mom had flesh-eating disease when I was two. And so she couldn't take care of me. She was in the hospital and she almost died. Doctors didn't take her seriously. And the University of Alberta actually did a study on her to find out how her fleshing disease spread and where it came from. Because they tried to blame me. They said that it was her snot that, you know, went to her system, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't make sense because it started in her abdominal area. So someone had either spit on her food or something like that. And she was a waitress at the time. So kind of makes sense you're working in the food industry Damn. always scared me because then as i got older i became a server so i was really cautious of how i put my fingers in the cups and how much i sanitized my hands and things like that
1: whoa i didn't i would never have even thought of that holy crap
0: yeah so it was insane so my yeah. mom's really strong woman she almost lost her arm and so across her chest she has a huge scar right from her armpit underneath down here has another scar and then right down her back whoa yeah and they're all massive scars but they're scars to show that she's still alive so yeah. that part's awesome yeah then as I grew up, um, some things happened. I got separated away from my mom, and I had to go live with my grandparents. And so throughout my entire life, I'm 21. I've moved 23 times. So, Shit,
1: that's a lot.
0: It, it was insane. I was born in Edmonton, and so we moved to Brooks originally, though. And so my mom had met this guy. She was dating him, things like that. Super, I don't want to say he was ever nice, because I don't know the whole backstory. Um, but, you know, he had his moments. He was more, I want to say... Had more money, things mm-hmm. like that, yep. but that's not why my mom was with him. She figured out that he was a dick, left him, and uh, so then we had to move. And then throughout that and stuff, my mom and I got separated. I had to go live with my grandparents. And so when I went to go live with my grandparents, things started escalating. So my mom always meal prepped for me. She always loved making my meals. My grandmother was a very large woman, and she never took care of herself. Uh, so it was fast food. It was this. It was that. It's kind of even that when my mom had flushing disease because it was the only people that could take care of me. Right. And uh, Because of that, it made it really, made it kind of hard for me to go back to normal diet when she got me back. Because then Mm. once my grandparents didn't want to deal with me anymore, they sent me off to my aunt and my uncle. And not going to lie, my aunt and my uncle were not nice people. They were really bad, kind of really abusive. I have ADHD as well as the fact that I always have the need to go to the bathroom because I drink eight abundance of water all the time. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I would always go to my bedroom at the middle of the night. So they thought I was sneaking and eating food. And so they put a lock on my door and they put an alarm on it. And they said, if this alarm goes off in your sleep, you know, I mean, in our sleep and we wake up to it, like you're going to be in trouble. And essentially for them, a trouble was a spanking or something like that. Yeah. And it was just for going to the bathroom. So there's crazy. multiple times where I would pee the bed. But if I pee the bed, I'd still get spanked in the morning. Mm-hmm. If I went to the bathroom, I'd still get spanked. So like there was no win-win situation, whether I peed the bed or I didn't.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. And Holy so, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that made me eat a lot of food. It made me really self-conscious. It didn't make me, you know, I wasn't liked by a lot of people and. At that time, I had already gained some weight. I think I was around 190 pounds at the age of eight. And that's really big for an Mm eight-year-old. And so at the time, like, I just kept getting worse, and I had no confidence. And so then my mom finally came back. She started was able to take care of me again. It was really great. We moved into a place together. And I remember I went to school. It was the same school that she had gone to. It was Sherwood Community in Calgary, Alberta, and it was horrible. From grades five to grade seven, it was the most detrimental parts of my entire life, I got to say. Wow. Like they were heart-wrenching. It was, I got bullied to the point that the school board was called and the police were called and nobody did a thing. Holy shit. I remember I would go into school terrified every day because I didn't know what was going to happen, who I was going to be made fun of by what was going to happen. And I didn't help the matter. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't shower. I didn't. I didn't care, but it didn't help that others didn't care either. Yeah. And I had dated this guy, and he had all these friends, but they only dated me as a joke. And it, I was the laughing stock and kind of things like that. So we had show and tell in grade five one day, and I brought in photos from my past. And the kids had brought them around the classroom and things like that. And I'm sitting at my desk, and all I hear is laughing behind me, and I was wondering why the kids were laughing. And they had taken my photos and put them inside my fat rolls. And because I didn't notice them, it was a joke.
1: Holy shit.
0: Then I got told I was fat as fuck in front of a teacher. I told I was going to die in front of a teacher. And teachers didn't do anything. I was shoved into lockers. I was pushed down two flights of stairs, crying at the bottom of the stairwell and got put in detention because of it damn but nobody actually
1: holy shit yeah that's not that's fucked up yeah straight up
0: and it's just like why am i in detention because i'm out of class because i'm crying but we're not gonna look at the result as to why i'm crying yeah and so that just got worse. and then obviously I started to lash out yeah. and obviously then i became the bully and i became the mean one so that's all the teachers ever saw but they didn't see why mm. they didn't see why i was being rude and because the kids they were the better looking kids they were this they were the all-stars i was pretty much just left there to not really care for Wow. And one moment that actually made me feel really good. And I can think about it now we were in a gym assembly and there was a grade 12 student and I'll forever forgive me and thank her for it. Or she was in grade nine. I can't remember. And there was a bunch of boys making fun of me and she had looked at me and she said, Hey, like, come here, like, come sit by me. And like her and all of her grade 12 friends, like, let me sit by them. And I was pretty much just like their bodyguards for that assembly. And it's like, that will forever resonate with me. Um, But the one day, and I got to say this was the day that was the hardest day for me. I had just came out of French class, and I can see the entire bike rack right now as if it was yesterday. And three boys had gone out to my bike, taken all the bolts and knickers out of it, put it back on the bike rack, leaving only some on it. Mm -hmm. And so when I got on it in front of the entire school after school, it broke down, making me too big to ride a bike because that's what everybody thought. She's too fat to ride a bike. She just broke in front of everybody. On top of that, they poured two buckets of ice-cold water on top of me. School board did nothing.
1: Holy shit. And this was, like, what what move was this into? Like, where are you still in Alberta at this yeah, point? Yeah, I'm still
0: in the same school.
1: Wow. Are you living with your auntie and my uncle? Mom. Your mom at this point. Yeah, I'm Holy still
0: living shit. with her. And it's just, like, it was horrible. I didn't show up to school one day. And I didn't take the bus. And the bus driver asked, well, where's your fat friend to my friend? They wrote about me on the like What the fuck? Right? Like, that's, that's so like, fucked up. That's the teacher. That's, t- that's the fucking school bus, man. Yeah,
1: because I, like, okay, I get kids, and, like, I don't, like, to, to the degree that you just said, I definitely do not understand, like, why some kids would do that shit. Like, that's really fucked up. Yeah. But, like, to have a bus driver or something that's, like, an older adult be, like, where's your fat friend? And you be such a young age, that's really unfair. Right? That's really unfair.
0: And so, like, that just, like, never settled with me properly afterwards. Like, hearing that, it, like it ate me alive so obviously I just kept eating bad and my mom tried a meal prep for me she tried to cook healthy for me yeah all I would eat though at that point was Kraft dinner like I'm not gonna lie KD was my best friend
1: yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I feel that I've gone through that
0: right I mean like I'm not gonna lie still kind of good sometimes oh, but, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like my best friend and uh so yeah also with hot dogs hot dogs and ketchup mm, yep In the spot <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the time after school treats that's for sure
0: right exactly and so, yeah, it kind of just got getting, kept getting worse. And there was one day, there's three girls that were in the ninth grade. I was in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And they came to my front door to come beat me up for no reason at all. Holy shit. Other than the fact that the guy I was dating knew all these other bad people and they just all hated me. Wow. There, there was literally no other purpose for it.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. No. So you were getting bullied not only in school, but like at your front door when you were, when oh, you were yeah. gone. So it was were so bad. Like, wow. That's
0: insane. Like it would be like if I would leave the house, it wouldn't matter where I went. I would also get degrading looks like I cannot get over the amount of how is she still alive or who is this person or like scum, like legit scum looks. It was horrible. Yeah. And I would go to friends' houses and their parents would just like treat me like shit or they wouldn't care about me or things like that. And It just it wasn't fun. Yeah. And yeah. then after I had gone through all that and we're like, hey, no, we're going to move. Like mm-hmm. we're going to move again. Although we had moved multiple times before this time, but we're going to move again. Yeah. And uh, we moved to Airdrie. Okay. And I had registered into, I think, Muriel Clayton Middle School. And I walk into my, I believe it was a seventh grade class. And I was like, finally, a fresh start. You can get a whole new start, Mrs. Epps class. And I walk in there, and there's one of my old bullies sitting in that chair
1: holy shit
0: and i was like you gotta be kidding me like round two yeah like, what no braids How? no and i was like this is a whole new sale i mean yes it's still close to calgary but of all places like come on yeah and so i walk in there and it's just, so round two starts again and he told the entire school i stalked him he was a popular kid so of course everyone thinks that i'm the stalker oh okay yeah and i thought he moved to and he's like blah 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 you stalked me we're in energy i moved away from you and i'm like i don't need- I don't know you you. Yeah Yeah. Like I don't know you Like I've never gotten to know you as a person And so then I would also take guitar class Or art class of course He's in all those classes And it just never got worse I mean ever better Yeah And like I'd be trying to learn guitar And all you can hear is the boys laughing about me Or staring at me Or making fun of me Or something Yeah And then there's this girl And I will never forget it Oh, Nastiest girl I've ever met So I'm gonna go with the last name Tyndall Ooh Ooh Okay and uh, she's fucking so rude tindles. to me, fucking Tyndall. <laughs> when I, mean, I actually moved out here, there was a street, there's a street somewhere in here called Tyndall, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> every you- time you drive, from,
1: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I like, oh, swear
0: to God. <laughs> but I've gotten over it though. I've forgiven yeah. it in my head, and I'm just like, it just better so move on.
1: Yeah, so it's only like a little bit of a salty wound every once in a while. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you've forgiven it, but like if somebody asks you, you're like.
0: Ooh, let me tell you, let me tell you and I'm just like, ooh, girl, ooh
1: <laughs> Alright, let's hear the story
0: um, So she bullied me beyond belief Like we were on the cheerleading team She'd make fun of me constantly But I was the only one that was able to do the splits So even though I was 230 pounds Fucking I was right. still able to do the splits if she wasn't able to But because I liked this guy named Alex at the time She was jealous Because she had dated him before me And he liked me and not her And she always had to be better than me it didn't matter what happened She wrote about me in the Urban Dictionary this nasty report calling me a gross, fat, oompa-loompa, the list, list goes on, blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure it's like the last page in there Holy saying shit. how nasty I am and disgusting and then saying how I'm the bully. And I'm like, well, yeah, once you get to a certain point and you've been bullied so much and you've been bullied for already four years of your life, it's never, you know, you're not in a good mind frame at that point.
1: Yeah, you, you adapt to like not feeling as much pain and to like try and push it on somebody else.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you're just like, you're going to judge me. Okay, well, you're going to get it right back then. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, it's not right. And I don't condone kids to do this. So kids, if you're listening to this, don't do that. Yeah. Be right. the better person. Move on. I promise you, you'll feel better. Um, ninth grade comes along and I'm sitting in the middle of art class and she just starts yipping off her face again. It just didn't stop. And like, she bothered me on social media. She bothered mm-hmm. me outside on the playground. She bothered me at class. She bothered me in school. Like, I, it's not her fault, but I remember being beat up at the smoke pit one day. Like my head wow. literally bashed into a rock. They holy videotaped shit. it and put it on Facebook for what? everybody to see. Oh my god! And so when I look back at it, I'm like, holy shit, my life was like an actual bullied movie. And like, yeah, I thought my <laughs> life was legit normal.
1: Yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's normal. not normal at all. <laughs> no.
0: And I actually came to that conclusion a couple weeks weeks ago when I finally let go of my past and I went. Holy shit. I'm like, you know, the bright said you did it though. You got through it.
1: Yeah. right That's a lot that you got through. Right? Holy shit. Okay.
0: And so, in the middle of our class, yep. starts so making fun of me again. I'm like, hey, you know what? That is it. Enough's enough. I've never mm-hmm. really fought back when it comes to you. So, I took my legs and I put them up on the desk. And I was that classic sassy bully chick that you could see in a movie. And I started taking her math work. And I'm like, eh, he got that wrong. Oh, no, that's improper. <laughs> nope. That was shit. Can you even fucking right? And the teacher's watching all this go down because she didn't say anything. Yeah. And I finally stood up and just knocked her in the face. Oh shit! I fall and hit her. I was like, "Fuck you! I've enough is enough." down and the teacher still didn't do anything even though i hit her in the <laughs> fucking head teacher just sat there and watched it holy shit and we're playing ring around the rosie around yeah. the fucking table it's fight night yo <laughs>
1: holy shit yeah
0: she's trying to get me back and the best she got was like the tap on the back of my head but i was yeah. like holy fuck yeah and she ran out of class and i went to go chase after her and i don't know where she went and i remember i got sent to the principal's office and i was like oh no i'm gonna be suspended yeah and i was like my mom's gonna kill me like i'm a good kid i've never been suspended before blah blah I went home, my mom high-fived me. Because That's she, awesome. Yeah, because she's like, you fucking stood up for yourself. She's like, you had enough, enough. Like, yeah. I'm proud of you. And then even the people that hated me was proud of me because I stuck up to this girl. Cause she wasn't just mean to me. She was mm. mean to everybody. hundred percent. And so, like, it just, not gonna lie, it was a little bit of a rewarding moment. And, yeah. like, for a bit there on Facebook is everything. Facebook was like big thing back then. I mean, right. it still is, it but not up. as much. No, it yeah. was blown
1: up in like what, like two thousand ten? Yeah,
0: around that area. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was like, "Holy shit! Did you see the fight? Did you hear that 10 Or like this person got hit this by this person?" And like, yeah. oh man, it was. It felt good. I felt really rewarded. Not gonna lie. Hundred percent. But then she just kept making it worse because like I was really into this guy, and she just kept doing anything she could to break us up. Mm-hmm. Then. I ended up unfortunately catfishing this guy. Oh. So the same guy I loved was the same guy I catfished. Oh as no. I, as I gained weight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so sorry, Alex. You still hear me talking sorry <laughs> to this day.
1: Alex, you got played, bud. It's you, okay. You
0: did. I'm 2019, so sorry.
1: everybody got it. Everybody's got catfished <laughs> at least once or twice. That's all right.
0: Yeah, except it went on for three years. <laughs> oh, girl.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. This isn't just like a catfish. This no. is a cat tournament, man. Holy crap. <laughs> Going for the tourney, so
0: bad like, and it was all just because I kept gaining weight, and yeah. so I kept saying, No, I'm losing weight, I'm losing weight, and I mm. kept saying I was losing weight, but I didn't. And I was so good at being able to hide my face because yeah. even if people look at my old photos and they're like, Well, you know, how did you look at like those before before? It's because these mm-hmm. photos don't seem to line up, and I'm yeah. like, Well, if you take your hair and you go like this mm. when your face is this big, yeah. You get the same face I have now because I've lost the weight and it just looks like that naturally. All
1: about the angles.
0: <laughs> Those angles, though. <laughs> That's you got to tilt your phone up like this. <laughs> and, and you're set. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So it was bad And uh Everybody thought we were going to get married though Like our relationship was perfect It was mm-hmm. awesome And Side Other than the fact Yeah, yeah the I mean, fact like, that I'm a catfish Yeah Poor Poor, poor fucking guy yeah. I don't blame him for hating me now Like yeah. He doesn't hate me He's forgiving me But like I'd hate me Yeah There's a reason why he doesn't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> so, so for that I'm so sorry <laughs> And uh, I definitely learned the hard way Because he was my first love As much mm-hmm. as I didn't really get to spend time with him yeah. And then afterwards I went and I met him And you know things like that, and I felt really bad because I'd constantly make plans with him, but then I would bail on them, and like legit classic catfish. Like if you ever seen the show Catfish, you yeah. know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs>
1: you just, you wrote that show.
0: I, <laughs> fuck man, that guy would have loved to do a story about that time. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And so yeah, I felt felt really bad about him, and then once that happened though, it kind of it started to kickstart my weight loss because inside okay. of those times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I became really depressed. So yeah. when I had then. After I went to that fight with Jennifer Tindall, I had moved to a whole new city again because mm-hmm. the bullying was just, again, too bad. I can't do it. My mom got a better job. We moved to a new city. So now we're in Red Deer, and I'm too afraid to go back to school at this point. I've yeah. decided I'm dropping out. Like, I can't, blah, blah, blah. i around the age of 14. Uh-huh. I weighed around 284 pounds Wow. at that point. Yeah. I went from being 13... To 12 area, being around 220, 230 to 284, around the ages 14 to 15. And so I had locked myself up in my room at that point. I had... Stayed in my room for one and a half years, and that's really when Alex and I connected because he liked to play Xbox. I right. played Xbox, kind of worked out. That's where we would talk. Oh, cool. Nice. And so I played video games. I remember one day for 24 hours straight. It was 11 o'clock when I started that day, and the next day it was 11 a.m. again. <laughs> and my butt had hurt. I'd only left my bedroom twice, and that was to go to the bathroom. Holy shit. And if I ever left my bedroom to go upstairs because my mom had roommates or even to see her, I would have to do four hours of hair extensions and, hair make- and makeup. And it was horrible. Like I was a scene kid, so I had. If anybody knows what that is, it's oh yeah, <laughs> half blue, half black hair, rainbow color hair, black huid eyes, palest skin, making yourself <gasps> yeah. look real bad. Yeah, um, I had real piercings. All, yeah, I had piercings all over my face and an eyebrow piercings two nose piercings, a septum piercing. Wow. Um, a It was just insane. I anything I could do oh, to okay. stand out, stand out.
1: Nice. I, I, I did. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> And, uh, so I had, yeah, that's really where I gained a lot of, a lot of my weight because I never left the house. I never did anything. I'd go and babysit for a girl named Sawyer. She's really awesome. Super mm-hmm. supportive. Um, she's still supportive with me to this day, okay, which is really awesome. nice. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't even look my mom in the face. I remember it didn't matter how starving I was. It didn't matter how bad the hunger pain was. It didn't matter anything. If I had to see somebody, it had to be four hours of hair and makeup before I even left the basement.
1: Damn. And so I just want to like uh, talk a little bit more about that because I think that's really important. And that's like what a lot of people go through before they make a big change in their life. So you're talking about this going through a, a period where you weren't leaving the house and you're feeling really depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling pretty self-conscious going into it. And um, for rightful, rightful reasons, like you have been bullied. Um, how old are you at this point?
0: I was around 14.
1: Yeah. So you'd been bullied what, like eight years almost? Like yeah. Solidly. Six, seven years. Yeah. And just like, people following you and it's just, it can you can't even get away from it. Like mm-hmm. even at your own home. Yeah. Um, and so what was kind of the reason or like, was there a reason, was Alex the reason why you kind of like switched your mindset or like, was there a specific moment, um, that kind of made you switch up and be like, I need to change this mm-hmm. or like, this is going to go really bad. I'd love for you to take us there and kind of like explain, explain that if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, there was, I think multiple things really did line up for it when I look back at it. Like, I want to say that there was just one defining moment, for but sure. I don't know if I can fully say that because okay. there were so many times where I was like, you know, or how long are you going to keep this going for? How much of this, how much of that? And, you know, after Alex and I broke up, I just, obviously I gained more weight and things like that. Right. and um just kind of getting into a worse downward spiral. But then at the same time, I'm like going, I kept going in my head, you know, I want to date this man again one day. And he kept telling me, well, like once you're 18 and once I'm this age, blah, blah, blah like we'll revaluate. We'll come back, blah, blah, four years from now. Obviously yeah. that never happened. Yeah. Don't blame the guy <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just really hard. And there was one time though, and a lot of people now know this is I was upstairs and I was drinking Coca-Cola or whatever pop it was. And I was obsessed with pop And it was really hard. You know when you drink something and it goes down the wrong tube and it hurts your heart or it hurts your lungs? A lot, yeah. Yeah. It was like that, but way worse. It was so bad that it took me down to my knees. Holy shit. And I thought like maybe I was having a mini heart attack. Like it hurt so bad. And I was like, are you going to let this be your life? Like you just took a fizzy drink and you decided to go down on your knees because you can't take the pain that it just brought you.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It was pretty much like a do or die moment in my head. Do I continue on the same path weighing at now 373 pounds at the age of 16? Or I guess 379, if you want to get to like that max at that day it was 379. And or do you want to change? Because I always, I always saw myself living a different lifestyle. I always saw myself living different. I always saw myself having more for myself. And I was like, how am I gonna get there though? Like how am I gonna be skinny? How am I gonna be this? How am I gonna be that? I kept thinking in my head, well, like, once I'm skinny, boys will like me. Once I'm skinny, I'll have friends. Once I'm skinny, you know, people are going to be nicer to me. I'm going to be happier. And the biggest thing was I just wanted somebody to care for me. Mm. Like, my mom really cared for me. But obviously, being a kid, you're like, oh, it's just your parents. Like, you don't think your parents care for you, but they do. A
1: lot, yeah. Yeah,
0: a lot. And so, and everybody thought I was going to die. Like, I mean, I was so big, I couldn't fit through a doorway. I couldn't put on a seatbelt. I was two airplane seats. like. Wow. When I sat in the car, it didn't matter how far back the seat was or even the extended part, I would be overlapping the steering wheel halfway with my stomach.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah. Like, it was so bad. The one day, and this is one thing that's kind of frustrating because it is all across social media, Mm -hmm. is it saying that I had five fast food meals per meal per day? That is false. It was one day that I had five meals for one meal. Oh, whoa! And it was horrible. I remember how lonely I felt. I remember how sad I felt. And I would spend $60 a day on gas, $60 a day on food, and $60 a day on weed. $60 a day on the gas to go buy the weed and get the food. $60 a day on the weed to not feel the pain, and $60 a day on the food because I was smoking the weed so I wanted to eat more food. Mm-hmm. So I could just keep eating and like there was times where if I didn't have enough money, I'd go to the dollar store and spend $30 on junk food, which is, that's a lot of fucking junk food. Yeah, it is. Especially at the time it was Dollarama. They didn't really have taxes that much back then yeah. on it either. Yeah. So everything was legit dollar twenty-five, if that. Just crazy. And I would eat all of it. I remember eating an entire bag of chips in a sitting, half a loaf of bread Whoa. in a sitting on top of like more pop and like things like that. I'm thinking about Damn. the carb counts, especially because <laughs> I'm so into fitness and macro uh, nutrients these days. I'm going, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 400 grams of carbs in a sitting, if that, if not more. Fuck, yeah. Like, that's insane. And like, the whole part about it is just because you're depressed. You're so sad and you're so alone, but you feel like food is the answer. So you attach yourself to it for that small, short gratification that in the long term is way worse for yourself. Right. And that's one thing I'll always remember. And that's one thing I always tell people. Is that short-term gratification worth you not having your long-term longevity mm-hmm. like is it is it really worth it and you have to really dig deep and think like do i actually want to do this or is this really what i want because the body is contradictory to yourself yeah and for me i'm a very spiritual person i believe in souls i don't really believe in god just because we're not going to get into that because it's a huge fight over oh, religion. Yeah, that's right? all good. yeah and uh so for me it's all about spirituality and like you have your mind your body and your soul and it's really true about that because your soul will think one thing. Your soul is always what you really want. Your yeah, it's like is,
1: your intuition.
0: Yeah, like I always wanted to look the way I do today. I always wanted this. That's how mm-hmm. law of attraction all plays into plays. play. It's your yeah. soul. Your soul creates the reality around you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your mind contradicts that. Your mind is like, oh, well, I've taken influences from here and here and here and here. And the other part where I think that we're souls is we live in these bodies, mm-hmm. but we don't know how they work. We don't know how our brain has neurons. We don't know how our body and our, if we didn't learn the stuff from school, would we know how our arm moves like this? Yeah. No, we wouldn't, you know, like we wouldn't know certain things. So Mm -hmm. realistically we are souls Mm -hmm. inside of a brain and body and then your body gets used to things. So it has its addictions. It has its things. Like if you're sitting somewhere and you don't want to go to the bathroom, your body still has to go to the bathroom. So you still have to take yourself to the bathroom to do your thing. Yeah, exactly if your body's hungry, you still need to feed your body in order for you to survive. You don't want to survive. Okay. You're not going to feed your body. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's certain things like that. And so my body was so used to, and same with my mind to this food addiction, but my soul every day was yelling at me and saying, Hey, like you need to fix yourself. Like this is getting worse. Like, when is it going to be the end? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to die. Like you don't have an option, but I always, always saw myself. And as funny as it is, um, a friend of yours and somebody I used to look up to, mm. obese to obese, when I saw him on his, uh, when he made his whole extra skin video yeah. and that one really blew up. I was 300 and I believe 60 pounds at the time that really resonated with me. Oh wow. Because I realized like, holy shit, somebody that is actually my size or used to be my size, did it, like he actually made it, he did his thing, blah, blah, blah. And so like that really, really resonated with me. And I was mm. like, that's gonna be me one day. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be you. That's not going to be you. <laughs> Tuesday came along and that was me. Yeah. And so like to see that whole change and to see it all happen, it's really mind over matter over anything. Because if you can control your mind, you can control anything. Very true. And that's one thing I learned.
1: So going into that, what are some of the things that you use uh, to control your mind or to like help control um, some of those cravings or those uh, miscommunications from um your body's saying, Hey, I want some food right now. And like feed me cause I'm bored and I'm not doing anything to your Mm -hmm. mind saying like, no, we already ate our macros for this lunch. Like we have to save them up for the evening. And if you eat this junk food or this McDonald's or whatever it is now, you're not going to get to your goal weight at the end of the Mm -hmm. end of the month or week or whatever it is. Yeah. What are some of the things that you do or that you have done, whether it's like practical, like you physically go for a walk if you can't get out of it or Mm -hmm. just like you sit down, you breathe. Are there anything, um, are there any, like, specific things that you go to to help yourself?
0: I think the biggest thing is you have to ask yourself, what's your why? Mm. Why do you want to lose that weight? What's your why? What's my why? Yeah. I didn't want to die.
1: That's a pretty strong why. It's
0: <laughs> a, a, a pretty strong why. Like, yeah. my, my why was because I wanted more for myself. I wanted to be top place. I didn't want to be a passenger in my life anymore. Right. I wanted to be the front seat driver. Like, I wanted to take control of my life i wanted to make a difference i wanted to help people and i think that was also the biggest thing was being that big overweight and being not ever treated kindly never you know in a workplace in a home place in a school place in a friendship place like mm-hmm. i had two best friends at the time and they grew up in a really horrible lifestyle worse than what i did um not in the sense of bullying but in the sense that they didn't have really good parents oh, okay and so they didn't know love my, at least at the end of the day, from my mom, I knew love. Yeah. They didn't. They would call me a lesbian for giving them a hug.
1: Oh, man. And That's, so,
0: like, when I looked uh, back at that, it really fucked with my head because I was like, I'm not a lesbian, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's nothing wrong being a lesbian or gay or anything like that. But, like, I knew I wasn't and to be made fun of in that kind of sense you know, it really hurt me. Or if I listen to country music, or if I listen to any kind of music that I listen to today, Oh, well you're gay or you're lame or you're this, or you're that because yeah. they were the cool kids. And oh, they always yeah, try yeah. to fit in with the cool kids, you right. know? Yeah. And on my outside looking in, they were the cool kids. And mm-hmm. so I did whatever they did. Hence why I smoked so much weed. Mm-hmm. And then they also ate a lot of food too. So like we were like at a three trio that just kind of made it worse. And we'd constantly drink or find ways to get high, yeah. <laughs> anything to be honest. And, uh, I remember one day we tried to smart fat burner pills thinking it was gonna <laughs>
1: interesting.
0: <laughs> we were bored watching Spring Breakers, uh the one with Vanessa Hutchins in it. Oh yeah. And uh so yeah, we thought that we wanted to be just like them and it'd be so cool to be gangsters.
1: So tough. Oh god. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, every childhood That's dream, just kidding. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> but yeah, so like what I use now really to help with that is like meditation mm. and podcast and reminding myself you know this is how far you've come do you want to let this go or do you want to keep going and to help change somebody else's life because if nobody was there at the end of the day because my mom then had worked up north mm. so the reason why i also got so big was from 14 to 18 i grew up and i raised myself yeah i only saw my mom four days out of every month until i turned 18 years old that's crazy yeah and so like she didn't see it and then when she was home she was like well i can't like how am i supposed to parent her like i can yell at her and i can scream and yell But when I'm gone, like, what is she doing for the other 26 days? I'm not home. Right. Right.
1: really hard to self-discipline yourself when you're that age and that, that big and like, yeah, that's so stuck in your way.
0: Yeah. And when you come home and your mom's just screaming and yelling at you, you think you're ever going to have a good relationship.
1: Especially being a teenager. You're like, I'm not going to listen to you. Like, shut up. You don't know anything about my life. Exactly. And at the time she
0: definitely didn't. Right. Uh And as much as she wanted to, and she. I think she feels a lot of regret, but I don't want her to because mm-hmm. it made me who I am today. Yeah. If I, And I say that to anybody, whether you bullied me, whether you did this, whether you did that, you made me who I am today. And I thank you for it. And mm-hmm. I forgive you for it. Mm-hmm. And I forgive everybody who ever wronged me because I'm like, if you didn't, I wouldn't have learned. Yeah, And everything's a learning thing. We don't succeed until we fail. And failure is not a fail. Failure is the next opportunity. It's the next step. That's why when I hear no, it means, okay, what's next? What's the next opportunity? That's what so. no means. you yeah. know. And so if you keep going and you keep going, eventually you get a yes. And that's one thing that's also taught me in life and, you know, working at the gym I work at, mm-hmm. you know, you keep going, eventually you get a yes. And weight loss also taught me that. And I always, always wanted to be able to inspire people. I always wanted to be able to travel and help people with their souls or, you know, their emotional capabilities and being able to say, Hey, like, I know you have depression. I know you have bipolar or anxiety or things like that, but like, I'm here for you Yeah. and you're going to get through it. And then I know, I know it feels like you're not going to, but you are because, you know, if I did it and at the time that was my best friend, her mom thought I was going to die. She's like, well, she's going to fucking die. She's 373 pounds. She's yeah. dumb. She's this, she's that. Ridiculous. And it was so fantastic to call up her the other day and to have her tell me that her mom freaked out because she was pissed off that I made the news. <laughs> and she was That's just
1: awesome. right Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: And I was like, fuck you, here's a clap back because I was like, sure. I did the work and yeah. you said I was gonna die. And instead I didn't. I changed my life. And now I'm here to change somebody else's.
1: Right. And those moments are like the most satisfactory yeah. moments you can have. Like you could eat and get high and just like do whatever else you wanted for all of time. And it would still not equate to that one moment of like, not even proving somebody wrong. It's proving yourself right. And having that person like completely just lose control over who they are. And yeah. like, you can actually you like,
0: you can see how they feel about themselves based out of your own success.
1: Exactly. And yeah. that's something that's really crazy. I've only had yeah. it happen a couple times. So mm-hmm. like, I know that feeling, but like, man,
0: It feels so rewarding. It's just like, it's the best clap back because it's not a clap back that you have to, you know, make someone belittled or like make them feel bad. It's the fact that you did something for yourself. Exactly. And they hate you for it.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's not something that it wouldn't have made a difference if, like if they, even if you failed at it and they like still hated you for it. It's like the fact that like you did it, you're so self-confident in yourself that you did it. And then Mm. to have this reaction of everybody else, like looking around you and now like, completely changing up the way they see you I think Mm -hmm. that's pretty incredible too right because like you didn't just switch your mindset you switched your whole identity right like you Mm -hmm. went through a physical process but more so like a mental process to even get to that physical process right
0: oh exactly and
1: a lot of people don't I think don't understand that you have to do that first you can't you can't necessarily switch your physical without having your mental switch first. Right. Cause oh, then exactly. you just end up like an asshole with big muscles or like a, a skinny bitch or something like yeah. that. Right.
0: And someone who's still deep inside self-conscious, like even yeah. back in November, um, cause I had built this co- same confidence that I have today and like the same motivation I have today and the same, I'm a do it, not a, I'm a doer, not a thinker. Yeah. yeah. Not a quitter kind yeah. of thing. And the biggest thing about that was, I finally had built up that mindset when I moved myself to Kelowna because at that point I had gotten my job. So I always mm. tell people think about your visions because a law of attraction is really a really true thing. Because every time I was bigger, I literally saw myself looking the exact same way I do now. Same hair color, same everything down to my eyes, my lipstick, my hair, my eyebrows, everything. Yeah. But if you look at those photos... How is it possible for a girl to think that she looks like that? Yeah. Well, one thing I was really lucky for is angles are a fantastic thing on your cell phone. So I was always able to see that. I was always able to envision it because I could physically see it on my phone. And I think that's why once I did lose the weight, I thought I was bigger. Mm. Because uh, by the time I'd lost all that weight, I'm like, "But well, what actually changed? I always saw the same girl in the same photos. Right. But what I had to realize, and once I finally found those raw photos of me, on my camera that I took in at home, I was like, holy shit, Like, this is what you actually did look like. Right. And now you do look the way that you used to think that you were. And I always told myself, um, so really when I started the law of attraction coming into play, was I worked at Papa John's at the time. Nice. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> the manager. Good old Papa. Yeah. <laughs> the manager sucks. She was so rude. Yeah. She had an employee that was covered head to toe in tattoos, crazy oh, colored hair. And he treated her, she treated him like shit. Oh, wow. He's like, well, who the fuck's going to hire him? Look at him. And yeah. so she oh, wow. knew that she had control over him and she yep. was also his landlord.
1: Oh, damn.
0: So she was not nice. Not nice at all. And I remember folding pizza boxes. I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, this isn't the place I want to work. But I yep. kept seeing this big building with um, really fluorescent white lights and white open concept, everything you could see at the store for, you know, good 20 feet, if not more. Oh. And I was like, what store is this? What store is this? I became a Walmart cashier. You uh-huh. look at their roofs. That's exactly what their roofs look like. Yeah. And I kept thinking in my head, like, I'm going to work at Walmart one day. I became that. Then I kept seeing myself working as a uh, manager at a plus size clothing store called a driving in a white car with hair similar to mine now, which is the dark on top faded to a, like a brownish ombre. Mm-hmm. And this is just natural because my natural hair color is dark and I'm finally growing up my roots. All right. Now I didn't have this exact hair color, but I had the golden brown hair color, mm-hmm. and I was driving in a white Chrysler 300 <laughs> on my way to be being a manager at a plus size clothing store one day. But it was weird because I had to move to Kelowna first, like my goal was, because right. I had a dream for 14, 18 move myself to Kelowna and change my life. Cool. And so I'd moved myself to Kelowna, but then moved back home for the winter time. And in that winter time, I worked at that managed as oh, manager at plus size cool. clothing store. Yeah. And then also. When I moved out here, I lived in Lake Country and okay. there's a traffic circle in this condo building that when you first enter Lake Country, you go through. I saw that in a dream one day That's and crazy. I didn't know how it was or what happened because I'd never seen it before in my life, mm-hmm. but I somehow saw it in my dream. I moved out there, but also in my dream, I couldn't find my two best friends or one of their boyfriends. Yeah. Fun fact, I'm not friends with them anymore. Ha!
1: Yeah. That was the
0: story of the dream.
1: That's crazy. Yo, I think dreams are so important. Like we just do not think about our dreams enough we don't think about the shit that comes to us at night when we are like so vulnerable people wake up and they just brush it off I think that's crazy important
0: right yeah like as I always tell people I'm like You don't understand like your soul, your life, they're telling you things, but you're not paying attention. if you're not choosing to pay attention because you're biased or you don't think it's true because of outsiders opinions that have made you believe this inside yourself. You need to get that out of your head right away because Mm. the entire universe is literally represented around you. Yeah. And as selfish as that sounds, you are the creator of your own life. You want to literally have that Lamborghini. You can have it. Yeah. Life, if you put it in your brain and you come up with all these little steps on how to get it, you don't even really need to figure out the how because the universe does the how for you. Very true. You need to figure out what you want and how bad you want it.
1: Exactly. And like what you actually want. I think a lot of what we face with now is exactly what you said. And it's not to um, harp on anybody's goals or anything, but like when people are like, oh, you got to use the law of attraction to get that Lamborghini. It's like, no, 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 no. You use the law of attraction to find out what you actually want to do going forward. Mm -hmm. that then allows you to have some kind of good benefit, which may allow you to buy such a thing as like a Lamborghini or like a Mm -hmm. nice home or like expensive clothing or cars or whatever. But a lot of people just skip to the end goal and they skip to the, um, Oh, I need a new car. I'm just going to think that I'm going to get a new car. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. It's you really got to put out that energy and that like positive energy of like, I want to change something and Mm -hmm. I want to make a change in my own life. Mm -hmm. And then that will like, add a little uh like a ripple effect into everything else exactly. that you do i think that's really important
0: right and yeah. like being thankful for what you already have that's another thing mm-hmm. like law of attraction isn't like you said just saying okay well this is what i want and i'm going to have it yeah it's being grateful for what you already have yeah. and accepting it but wanting to change it exactly and you know having that mind power of i am going to do it and telling yourself any kind of i am affirmation so if you guys are also listening mm-hmm. to this podcast any kind of affirmations. Listen to more podcasts other than this, just this one. Yeah, keep I mean, listening. Like, don't.
1: I mean, if you want. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like, continue on this podcast for yeah. sure. But like, you know, after get, this one, go listen to something. Yeah, <laughs> but like, find those affirmations. Find your yeah. why. Like, listen. Like, even in my sleep, I listen to affirmations because it's all about self-development and that's one thing I've learned the more you self-develop the more you do this and
1: so critical you
0: can ask any millionaire did they become a millionaire overnight or did they fail to get there yeah they all failed to get there even if it seems like they were born rich like Donald Trump Donald Mm -hmm. Trump still had to work for president regardless if we want to believe that or not yeah he still had steps that he had to do to get there exactly
1: I, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that so many people go into it and they just they don't see the work that has to go into it and they don't mm. um, anticipate the amount of change that they're gonna have to go through to be able to even like reach that. And exactly. Yeah, it's it's the self that like when I came out of because I it's it's funny listening to you now. Um, I've had a lot of like similar experiences that you've had and I didn't even realize it. So I grew up and my parents divorced right away when I was young, so like two years old. So I never really knew my dad that well. Um, he's actually moving to Kelowna. Uh, this month, which would be crazy because this is the first time ever that we'll be living in the same province. Um, wow. And I'm like 23 almost. So that's just like, I mean, like aside from when I was really young, but it doesn't mm. matter. Um, so like, I really got, I really understand when you say that like you had to raise yourself because when my mom was single, she mm. was working all the time. And like every day I wasn't in school, she was almost working all the weekends I was at my grandparents. So I was spending a lot of time with them. Thankfully, my grandparents are fucking amazing. And they're like angels. So I got to learn a lot from them. And it wasn't a really bad experience, but I got, I went through a lot of bullying too, because I thought that not having a dad was normal. And I thought, well, I knew it wasn't normal, but like, I didn't think about it too much because I did get to see him and I still get to spend time with him, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't every day uh, or every month. It was just like occasional vacations. And so going to school and like being so essentially like uncommon from everybody else who has a normal relationship and like, um, whose parents are in a good standing relationship and have like brothers and sisters. Cause I was an only child too.
0: Same. Right. Yeah.
1: So like now it's like really hard to navigate because you don't have a father figure there and your Mm -hmm. mom's always gone. So like, now you got to raise yourself.
0: Yeah. And when all your friends are busy, you're stuck at home by yourself. Exactly.
1: And then for me, like on the weekends when all my friends were free, I would go to my grandparents because my mom would be working double shifts or extra shifts or whatever it was to make uh, money and to make ends meet. Yeah, and exactly. so I didn't have a choice to go out. So I didn't get a lot of young connections. Like I didn't get to develop myself as a young kid. I just, mm-hmm. I went from like elementary to like high school really <laughs> <Yeah>. quick <laughs> and just in like mentality. Well, and exactly.
0: Like you have to because yeah. like you go from being always around kids or always around this mm-hmm. to just. You're by yourself
1: all the time. All and that's the time. like the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand with depression, especially if you come from like a, uh, like a, a place that's like a family situation, that's either uh, you're a child of divorce or you're an only child, or you just are so different in the sense that um, you are a little bit heavier than other kids. Like I was mm-hmm. 100 and like five or 10 pounds in grade five or six. And like, I wasn't that tall. Like I didn't hit my growth spurt, growth spurt yet. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty heavy, but like nowhere nowhere near to the degree that you were Mm. and so like i still got bullied every day though yeah it wasn't until i sat on one of my bullies and he literally couldn't get up and couldn't breathe that it like stopped for a few years and then it came kept coming back um and it's crazy because you get to this point where you're like so by yourself and you're like fuck like i can't do anything like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i just want to eat i just want to smoke weed i just want to do anything else that numbs this pain. And for me, it was a lot of video games and it was a lot of eating too. Oh a lot man, video
0: games. video games are so much fun.
1: I know. I play like, it's so bad now. <laughs> I like, I had to uninstall Fortnite for like weeks and months. And then I finally got back onto it with my friends and it's <laughs> bad. There'll be like some days I just play for like six hours. I'm like,
0: fuck. Can't but do that. I know. I like uh, I refuse to do it. I still steal my Xbox controller, my Xbox, and I look at it and I'm like, don't. I even had one of my ex- old Xbox buddies message me a <laughs> thing. He goes, oh, Hey, do you still play? And I'm like, no, no. man. <laughs> I'm on the self development, I know if I go back yep. to it, I have a chance of not being who I want to be. So. And I don't want those distractions as an adult now. So I'm just so like
1: It's a smart way. <laughs> <laughs> smart way to do it. Right. Um so learning by yourself and going through that self-development was there any books or were there any courses or were there any um, mentors or influential people that kind of helped you uh, develop your um, develop yourself a little bit more?
0: Yeah. Actually there's one person uh, I call her my sister now cause nice. she's like that nice older figure yeah. for me and her name's Shay. Cool. And Good name. She, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's actually fully Shay Lisa. So yeah. like that one's pretty cool. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she was amazing. Like she worked up north with my mom mm-hmm. and then she ended up moving in with us. And she had a little boy named Dimitri. And so he became my nephew. He calls me Auntie Allie now. And he's Cute. around eight years old. And we met when he was two and a half. And um, when he first met me, he shook my head and he's like, Barbie, Barbie. Because <laughs> I had so much hair extensions and makeup and stuff on my yeah. face. And I had these contacts and made my eyes look weird. So like my eyes were bulging on my Whoa. head. So like I looked like a, a Barbie, Barbie doll. <laughs>
1: Call it how he sees it. Yeah, it was
0: like a bratz Barbie doll. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, so that was awesome. And she was really into the gym. She had done 600 squats for a competition one time. Jesus. So her butt was my goals. I know you don't build a booty from squats. So before all you guys jump on here and say, you don't build a a booty. I know. Okay. The the goal was just 600 squats. (laughs) That's a lot of squats. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, that was really cool. And she was really into spirituality and we could really bond over that because I was really into spirituality and She had gone off to Bali to go do this Reiki course, which is about past regressions and life and things like that. And so we could really bond over that. And since she always went to the gym, you know, I would go to the gym with her someday. She would try to motivate me. Mm -hmm. She would try to help me like any way, shape or form, uh, especially because like her little sister at the time, like didn't really, they didn't have a good connection. And so like, she was like my big sister. I was her little sister kind of thing. Still like that to this day. Yeah. And, uh, well, we have a bond that I know will forever break. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thank her all the time because if it wasn't for her, like I got to say, I don't think I would be really the person who I am today because I had my two best friends and they were more detrimental to me than anything as much as I did love them at the time. Yeah. Still do have love for them, uh-huh. but I know what's best for me. Right. And so she always reminded me of things and, you know, what is best for me and this or that. or So when we went to the gym, though, she told me and she reminded me of this the other day and now I can visionally see myself in a third person doing it. Mm-hmm. When I went to the gym, I didn't just go to the gym at 373 pounds. Like, I worked hard when I went in for my body weight. Like, I would go on a 15 incline at 2.5 miles per hour because I knew it was better than just walking on a treadmill. Yeah. And, like, for that weight, it was hard. Like, I was breaking sweat as if I was running. And then I would try and run because we had a track. And I would try to run, Mm. and I would maybe get five seconds. But those five seconds meant more to me than anything, right? And I just kept going. And then one day, I tried to do a V-sit. And I remember my legs couldn't even lift off the ground and I started to cry. There was a, there's like, I can see the entire track and in the middle, there's like two sections that are open. You can look down into the rec center because it's like, um, what do we have here? Like Parkinson's rec or like the Y'd be similar to that, Okay. but it's called Colgate Center back home. And, uh, yeah, I just remember crying and it was just like, it sucked so bad because I was like, I'm so overweight, like I can't do anything. And then I tried to do a setup. I couldn't do a setup. I started crying. But I could still always do the splits. No matter right. what, I could huh. do the splits. It was That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That
1: would be like a really crazy... If you have an image of that or a video of you doing the splits do. that, that way, I would love to have that put yeah. in this <laughs> podcast. That would be crazy to see that.
0: Right? It's yeah. crazy. I am not going to lie, though. I, I need to find the original because I edited it to make myself look smaller, of oh, okay. course. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. why wouldn't I when Whatever. I'm catfishing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. I love how honest you are. That's so funny. That's good.
0: Right? I'm just like, I can't deny. It. It's yeah. part of my past, Whatever. right? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: exactly. You gotta admit to it. It's not like it's gonna hurt you if you, as long as you're cool with it. Right? Yeah. I'm Like,
0: honesty is the best policy. Man, I
1: catfish people too. I can't. I can't lie. <laughs> like when I was younger too, in like junior high, my confidence was not very high, and like even into high school. So it was, a lot of it was like, um, I mean, like they knew what I looked like, but it's not like they knew what I looked like without my shirt and without like me actually playing sports and shit because I just like did not have a very aesthetic body at all mm. it grew really weird so I was like had man titties and like was just very chubby up until like the summer of grade nine and then I just decided to grow like five inches and I, I didn't lose any weight mm. the weight stayed I just like it yeah. yeah, just dispersed yeah it just dispersed everywhere and then my muscle mass kind of kicked in and then my voice changed and then that's when all my hormones changed and then that's like when I was like oh maybe I should start going going to the gym and like stuff like that but before then i was always just like hitting up girls and they would be like oh let's see a picture with your shirt off and i'd either just send them my friends or i'd be like yo mark take your shirt off and i would just like get a picture of his abs or whatever actually i guess my buddy i did mark. the
0: same thing with my friends except with titties <laughs>
1: that's funny that's so funny it's that classic time classic oh my times. god. anyways um, um back to track <laughs> yeah back to track so you, so you were crying you oh yeah, in the middle of the gym, yeah, I was trying, yeah. yeah, and you cried,
0: and uh, then I just, I knew at that point, just keep going, kind of, you'll get there yeah. eventually It's
1: like the rock bottom
0: Yeah, like I remember being really embarrassed to go to the gym and things like that, Yeah. but then I look back at it, like, if you're more overweight and you're watching this, or if you're any weight and you want to lose weight, like, don't feel self-conscious, like, yeah. just go to the gym, like Think about this. Would you rather be seen at a McDonald's or a fast food joint eating a bunch of fast food Mm -hmm. or would you rather be seen in the gym? Mm -hmm. You know, you really need to compare those two because I personally would rather see anybody in the gym any day versus at any restaurant or any fast food joint because I know that they're working towards their goals regardless of what's going on in the back of their head, whatever, they're there and they're making it. Mm -hmm. And so if people are listening to this and you're a huge juice monkey and you're an absolute airhead about yourself... (laughs) and you think that you're top shit and that those people shouldn't be at the gym because you just want to look at that hot chick with that ass, get yourself out of your own head because (laughs) F you. Yeah, that's (laughs) just
1: being narcissistic to the max.
0: Yeah, like those people are there to do their goals. They're there to do it. And it doesn't matter how hot I become in the future. It doesn't matter what I look like. I will never, never in a million years treat people the way that I was treated. Mm -hmm. And I will never in a million years be upset with somebody because they're going to the gym. Yeah. Like, I am so proud of people that take out that, that effort and have that confidence in themselves mm-hmm. to go from the couch to there because that's the first step. The
1: biggest step too.
0: Right? And the biggest thing that's going to sound so cliche, but I have to say this. There's one thing that life has taught me and that's if you fit in and you go with the flow and you go with what everybody else teaches you, you disappear. But if you stand out, you keep going and you keep doing you you're going to be different and you're going to stand out and you're going to make it because you're going to be that one person that believes that you can make it. You're going to be that one person that knows that they can accomplish anything in this world. And you're crazy enough to think that. So, you know, you'll do it.
1: You're going to be the uncommon person. Exactly. hundred percent. I agree with that. All right. I think that's a really nice way to kind of wrap this up. Um, We've been over an hour almost, so I just kind of want to shorten that. That was really good. Thank you. for I, just, I don't want to wrap it up. Like, I definitely want to have another interview with you because I feel like we didn't even touch on half the questions I had.
0: I was going to say, I, was like, <laughs> I felt <laughs> like was we have only been chatting for 10 minutes. I, know, I didn't we, realize that was an hour. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. Um, Man, I've learned a lot. I Like, thank you for being so open with me. I know it's hard to talk about that stuff, and uh, it's not easy to, like, definitely be honest with it because you could have lied. You could have, like, mm. said that your life wasn't as hard and that you just made it super easy after this one moment. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you diving into it and being like super real with me. Thank um
0: you. Anyway. just
1: to, sorry, what was you gonna
0: say Oh I was gonna say thank you for having yeah. me. Like I appreciate Anytime. you for reaching out to me and 100%. giving me this opportunity and yeah. chatting and definitely look forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, we gotta have another one. Yeah. Um I got one more question for you. And mm-hmm. this is usually what I like to leave people with. Um if you had to give your younger self advice, or if there was somebody that came up to you and was in a very similar situation or a completely different situation than what you were in, but they needed to lose weight. They needed to change their mindset. They needed to make big change in their life today. um, What is one or two things that you would say, or what are one or or two things that you would um, actually get them to do? Like go to the gym or Mm -hmm. uh, like write down their goals.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the biggest thing is ask yourself why. Why am I where I am today? And you have to be completely honest with yourself. You can't beat around the bush. You can't say, oh, well, I'm like this because my life sucks. Your life doesn't suck. You make it that way. If you constantly tell yourself your life sucks, well, guess what? Your life is going to suck. You have to start with your mind. I always tell people go to the mirror and find five things that you like about yourself. And if you can't find five things, at least find some things. Mm-hmm. So for me now, it would be my eyes. I like my eyes. I like my smile. And I like my hair. I've always wanted long hair. I like my personality. I like this. I like that. I like the way I can do my makeup. I like, mm-hmm. you know, how confident I am with or without. At the time, I knew I liked my eyes and then I knew I liked my smile. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with that. And then eventually things kept going. Another thing is start the baby steps. Just because someone or your best friends are making fun of you, are like, oh, you're going to go to the gym? Be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to go to the gym and then leave. And you may think that your best friends are saying they're making fun of you, but they're thinking in their head, wow, I should be doing what they're doing, but they don't have the strength to do what you're doing. Right. So to keep going on that, be consistent, write down your goals for sure. Um, It doesn't matter how crazy they are. You want a million dollars? Cool. Write down, put it on paper because we can physically see that. Mm -hmm. That's a huge change, huge game changer. And then when you have all these big goals, go off of your little goals. And then figure out in your head and like literally sit there and think. You may have to think for five minutes because it might come easy to you. Mm. And you may have to think for weeks. You may have to think for months. Yeah. You might even have to plan for years, you know. But eventually these things, they're going to get you there. And it's going to be weird how when you just make certain subtle little changes, mm. how much different it is. So for me, especially when I was 373 pounds, the biggest thing was slowly going for walks at nighttime. Because I was really self-conscious. I didn't want to see people during the day. Right. I didn't want people to see me, so I went for walks at nighttime. Smart. Um, I would slowly start with eating more fruit because fruit is really, really high in sugar. So if you have a really bad sugar addiction, switch it. You know those are little things. Um, slowly start drinking more water and you start craving water. Mm-hmm. Eat like five apples, you start craving an apple, you know it's like it's like a sugar flip. Kind of thing. And I used to eat Activia yogurt. Now I don't because in my opinion, it's not healthy for you, but it tastes fantastic. Oh my God, but it's full of sugar. Yeah. So like plain Greek yogurt is my best friend. Um, (laughs) I know you guys are going to go, ooh, Allie, plain Greek yogurt. Trust me, you'll build up that tolerance eventually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's kind of like just like those baby steps. You know, You really got to take it slow and realize you are going to fail. At the end of the day, failure is so normal. And that took me forever to realize that. And I'm so thankful that I realized that because I look forward to failing. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to fail. And then I'm going to ask why and I'm going to figure out how, you know, like, what's the next step after that? I'm going to fail so I can succeed. And so like, that's the biggest thing. And another huge thing is rejection is not real. That's one thing that we make to ourselves to be real because inside of our human brains, inside of our human emotions, we don't actually know what rejection is. We know what rejection is based off of what everyone shows us and how the media shows us things and our friends. But if someone tells you no, are you going to feel anything about it? Like realistically, like make your friend tell you no right now. and Do you feel anything? No, you don't. Not at all. Because rejection's not real. Mm-hmm. Rejection is based off of a figment of imagination of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So if you tell yourself, okay, well, someone's going to reject me. They're going to say no. You're going to be like, okay, well, cool. It doesn't affect me. Like someone can tell me no right now. I'd be like. Why are you telling me no yeah you know it's not like when somebody yells at you and it truly makes you feel a certain way right rejection is not real so if you can find a way to you know program that into your brain do that and listen to podcasts not even allow you guys like podcast 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 knowledge is unreal Google is a human dictionary. So true. We don't have to send a library. Use that uh, to your advantage. Yeah. You can find out anything. You can seriously figure out how people do surgery or things like that from the internet.
1: It's crazy. It's insane. You can learn so much.
0: Exactly. Like you want to know something, you want to learn a new language, you can learn it in a week. Yeah. Apps for that. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. You know, it's about being a lot more of a self starter, not always just putting stuff into somebody else's hand, like saying, Oh, I need to go to school next year, mm-hmm. or I'll learn this when I go to school, or I'll understand this better once I start doing it. It's like, No, no, mm-hmm. no, you have to understand that now is when you start learning like before I even went to film school I was I took years of online courses called youtube.com slash how the fuck do you make films and like (laughs) I learned how to green screen before I even went to school I learned how to do all the editing and cuts and like how to color grade and most of everything before I even went to school and so when I went to school I was already versed in a lot of the stuff so it was like a lot easier for me to um, feel like I was like uh, I guess like progressing. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, this is like, I learned this. So this makes sense because this is now connected to this. Mm-hmm. Don't just like wait for everything. I think that's the one thing people get is they're always yeah. procrastinating it, and they're like,
0: they're always waiting for that perfect moment. Yeah. there is like, no perfect. I'm so moment.
1: bad with it too. This is like, this whole podcast has been a huge procrastination. I've been waiting like over a year and a half and I have some really, really good interviews, this being one of them mm-hmm. to like put out. And it's just, it's the fact that like do it because it's going to, be way better than you not doing it at all.
0: Exactly. And it builds a burden in your brain. And another thing before we end this is a clean place means a clean mind. Um, I don't know if everybody really operates on that. I know I do for sure. If I have a clean bedroom, a clean place, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel good. I have a clean mind because you're not stressing about that. Very true. And that's another thing is, oh, how do I word it?
1: Make your damn bed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Clean your damn room. Legit though. Oh my God. It made such a huge difference. I used to be such a messy maker, like piles of man of clothing all across my room and garbage eh? and like dirty dishes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can't stand that now. Sounds like Like, my old roommates, man. Right. And like, I have to have my bed made every single day. And like, I have like special pillows I put on there and like a throw and like, it has to be perfect, you know, like I'll sit there fixing (laughs) it, but it makes your brain feel better. So when Mm -hmm. you can also focus on those. So, um, clean environments. Exactly. One of my good friends, I forget how she says it. Um, but she said it in such a way that really resonated with me. It's. You're gonna. You're always going to feel the thing that you're pushing away the most. So, mm. like, say if you're constantly like, "Oh, I need to get this done," but you're constantly just putting it to the side, you're gonna still think about it. If you just do it, you're not think about it. So, so you true. can think about something new. And so again, That's, like, yeah,
1: wow, yeah. I never thought about that. But like, I literally am working on these videos that have been on backlog for so long because I've like mm. worked with other people and just like shit's gone what south. And I can't stop thinking about them. But right? every time I finish one, I'm like, wow, that feels a little bit better. Right?
0: So, like, you're going to stress yourself out more by not doing the things you need to get done versus just doing them. Because in all honesty, it takes more effort not to do something than mm. it does to do something. Even though it feels like it's going to f- be more effort to do it. Yeah. It's actually way easier.
1: The mental drain that comes from not doing it is going to, like, outweigh the physical drain very quickly.
0: Seriously. Because, like, after that, you're good.
1: 100%. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> Let's wrap this up. (laughs) Let's, uh, um, can you tell everybody where, where to find you on the socials?
0: Um, So if you want to find me on social media, I have an Instagram account. It is gold co Rose fitness. So it would be G O L D C O R O S E fitness. F I T T. I mean, F I T N E S S Um, on Facebook. My name, Alicia Hope McNair, Google, (laughs) (laughs) The same just thing up my name but yeah yep. he's <laughs> blowing
1: up lately i'll have all the links in the description and all that stuff too and i'll have it on the screen too but um awesome thank you so much for sitting down with us chatting for about an hour and like really going over your life um definitely going to be a part two but until then hopefully everybody got a little bit of value out of this. Remember guys, it's really about the mindset and becoming the person who you want to be. It's really about becoming, um, the uncommon person, right? Like Mm -hmm. being that next level of yourself. And that's really what this brand and what this podcast is hoping to, um, really highlight in the people that I've been able to surround myself with. And I've had the pleasure of meeting such as Ali, like being able to step back and, um, look at your life, what it could be, what it is right now, and understanding that you're have the opportunity to, really become that uncommon person with the uncommon mindset who stands out and you make a life of your own. That's it. Thank you so much. If you did like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating, um, all that fun stuff. Ratings definitely to help the most though. So if you can leave a review, that'd be huge. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Shane Maslick and this is it. Thank you for watching the Uncommon Podcast.